and welcome to the B2B Marketing Podcast. My name is Joel Harrison. I'm Editor-in-Chief of B2B Marketing. And this is a, your regular weekly, um, twice-weekly update into all things interesting in B2B Marketing. Um, today, I'm delighted to be joined by Virginia Alvarez, who's Head of Insight and Effectiveness at Wonderman Thompson. Virginia, welcome. Thank you very much, Joel. Thank you for having me. It's great you to be here. We we um welcome Virginia. We've invited Virginia on here because Wonderman Thompson um have produced a new report um into B2B marketing. Um and it's all about the theme of inspiration, which we'll come on to later on. Um but I think before we did that, um it's an example. Uh, Wonderman Thompson's launch was a very high profile um global event, a digital audience in a kind of a, a trendy venue in in Shoreditch, which is um one of the kind of uh, most dynamic parts of London's kind of media land. Um and it was clearly aimed to make a bit of a splash in B2B marketing, which is interesting for me as a commentator in this sector for a long time, because um, it's always interesting when someone who, when a, when a player with a, a big global reputation, uh, such as Wonderman Thompson comes in, interesting to see what, what that means. So we're going to talk about that a bit as well. We're going to talk about um, the theme of inspirational brands. We're going to talk about um, also some research that uh, Wonderman Thompson have done into the, the most inspirational in, in, inspirational brands in B2B. Uh, so that's the, that's the most of the call. Virginia, is that all right with you? You're all set, ready to go? We, I am all set, all set, fire. <laughs> okay. So just first of all, let's talk. Let's talk. I didn't ask this question, but tell us a bit about your role. You're head of insight and effectiveness. So, so you're one of the you're one of the brains behind the um the market the great marketing output at Wonderman Thompson. Is that right? Well, I'm I'm one of a great team at uh, Wonderman Thompson. So yeah, as you have said uh, rightly, so I'm the head of insights and effectiveness. I started in 2021 uh, working at Wonderman Thompson. Have been here in the UK for 20 years, and yeah, this is one of my favorite projects. I we started the Inspire and Inspire and Focus back in the pandemic. It was one of my first projects that I worked with uh, Wonderman Thompson, and it's very close to my heart. It's just all about how we can make brands grow, how the power of inspiration allows us to do that and um, we will touch it probably later on it, it all started you know uh, as a consumer study but then you know this year we have launched you know in the same vein uh, what does that mean for for businesses and b2b brands so okay. yeah it's a is a is a is a project that is very close to my heart yeah okay well it's great to be speaking to the, one of the people who's behind the initiative in the first place so so fantastic you could find time to be on the podcast thank you virginia so let's just step back a bit first of all because so wonderman thompson um has been a big name for advertising for decades I and mean, I, I learned recently it's a merger of wonderman's and and JW Thompson, um, so huge names in advertising. But to my knowledge, and I, you know, and I, I count myself as a bit of an expert. Never really made any kind of um, big play or big um, expression of interest or focus on B two B as a sector. So, what's behind this kind of, you know, big launch into B two B? What was what's the thinking in, in that? Well, you think that maybe, you know, we haven't been working with B2B brands, but actually One Man Thompson has been running large B2B accounts for many years. And this is really not new to us. Maybe we are known for, for that. But uh, for example, we handled Microsoft for 70 years. We we had a 70 years relationship where we have evolved their approach to B2B communications. This year, as you have said, we decided to collate all our thinking to go out, you know, to the market in a more organized perspective and really feel, you know, that we have a viable point to view 
uh, to bring into the industry. So yes, we have been uh, we have worked with the likes of Duracell, for example, the Pro Procell launch. We have launched, you know, a speaking in color, which is of um, a new AI power paint tool, which helps create you know custom colors with your voice uh, amongst architects. So so yeah, it's kind of um, we might not be known, but uh, we are kind of as I said, we have a long term relationship with large B2B accounts such as uh, Canon, you know, or, or yeah, or used to kind of do B a BT global enterprise. But as I said, the process of this world, um, you know, has been has been, you know, one of our main clients. So you're kind of, so so that's very helpful to understand. So you it's kind of like B2B has always been there. It's just that you haven't expressly or explicitly talked about it or sought to promote yourself. Exactly. Around. Okay. Exactly. And it's kind of, uh, you know, um, we always kind of, we are really well by data as well as creative, i.e. there is an art and a science. And we just kind of wanted to kind of with the launch of uh, Inspire B2B Score, we kind of kind of wanted to showcase, you know, that that idea and that all the data that is behind and all the intelligence that's behind to certain emotions and certain, you know, creatives and certain directions that we are going to put out there uh, in the B2B space. Okay. So, so yeah, as you have said, we, we have not maybe talked so much about it, but now that we have all robust um, data uh, and a point of view to go to the markets is why we we, we have launched, uh, you know, the, the B2B, you know, work stream. Okay. Okay. Well, that's just good to hear. I mean, we, as, as someone who's been kind of championing the cause of B2B marketing for 20 years, I'm really delighted when someone outs themselves and says, you know, we're here, we are B2B and proud. So, so it's always a good thing. So, so well, so, so great news that, um, that uh, Wonderman Thompson's joining the B2B fold, which is excellent. Um, so, as we discussed earlier on, as you mentioned, you've kind of teased in there a few times. The, the it's a swanky event with lots of speakers, uh, lots of content people in the room and around the world. It was all themed on this notion of inspiration or inspiring brands. Um, and you, you said, I and mean, you said just now, you said that this is something that we you kind of um, developed during COVID. Is that right? And it was initially something that kind of a B two C play. So, so am I am I right there? And if so, tell or even if not, yeah, completely right. Yeah. So, so what 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 was what was it all about? Where, where did it come from, and what were you trying to achieve from it? First of all, from a less not to of not B2B, but a B2C perspective. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. So uh, for those that they are close to Wonderman, and if you don't know Wonderman Thompson, we believe that inspiration drives growth. And, and our mission is really to inspire growth for ambitious brands. Inspiration is everything that we do. It's at the heart of everything that we do we do and help brands to grow their businesses by creating inspiration communications and brand experiences uh, for our clients. Back in 2020, we really set ourselves the challenge of translating what inspiration means into a clear and actionable evidence base for exactly understand how inspiration drives growth. So for that, we back in 2020, we actually um, launched a research project called the Inspiring for Growth Research and Development Program, which really was a, um, to try to understand deeply the power of inspirations, why brands need to be inspirational and what do they do and how do they drive growth. The study was uh, rightly so. Joel um, uh, was amongst you know consumers, and we basically kind of uh, the the main insight is that there is an insp important inspirational gap. Seventy two percent of consumers want brands to be inspirational, but only fifty three percent are experiencing any kind of brand inspiration. As well, we not only talk to consumers, but we tap into our uh, WPP proprietary BAV data set, and we compile for more than eighty five thousand studies as well as um, you know, and across 70, 722 categories and 26 markets and for more than 19,000 brands. And this is where actually kind of 
it becomes so important why inspiration is important, you know, for everything that we do and for our brands, because we prove that there is a strong, a predictable and nearly universal correlation between inspiration and its ability to predict a brand likelihood to grow, market share, and command premium prices. So let me give you some stats. Obviously, I work in insights and I work in data. Mm -hmm. uh, so I like to prove, you know, my points with the data points. Of course. Inspiration really predicts 66, 63% of brand ability to drive demand, 52% of brand ability to command higher prices, and 48% uh, percent of brand ability to convert consumers at the point of purchase. So all of this to say that, of course, consumers are actually saying, I love, you know, brands to be inspirational, and they are only showing me only 53% of the brands are really, I'm experiencing that brand inspiration, but actually, inspirationally, pays off, pays off in terms of driving demand, pays off in uh, commanding higher prices and pays off to actually convert consumers at the point of sale. Okay. So that was really kind of the, the, the thought behind, you know, all the inspirational, you know, and why inspiration is so important and the consumer, um, consumer, you know, kind of a landscape. We then follow in COVID times, we apply cognitive intelligence techniques to actually conduct the largest social inspirational uh, study to date. Um, we basically conducted a segment and we tap into people inspiration preferences that underline motivations and human human value systems, as well as the type of things that they find inspirational, such as, for example, experiences, stories, icons, ideas. And we kind of drawn, you know, um, as I said, uh, the largest study of inspiration, which led, you know, to our inspiration, uh, is, uh, inspiring focus, you know, segmentation. And that's really kind of in the B2B, in the B2C, you know, kind of uh, context. But then we wanted to prove basically the same in the B2B, you know, arena. Why inspiration is so important, you know, for for in the B2B for B2B brands. Um, we basically replicated the same the same methodology, as I said, with one uh, with the WP BAF data set. We look at 13 studies across 600 brands amongst managers in 15 business focus categories and 32 markets, and that's only for the period of 2020 uh, 22. Uh, 2023. So as you can see, this this project, you know, is quite robust. And we proof kind of the say the proof points are like any inspirational brand can be easily remembered. So it's actually twice 2.2 more likely to be remembered, 2.7 rated to be to for better products, 20% more trusted as a brand, and 5.3 more likely to be the first choice. Okay. So that that basically that's the ground. I we kind of as I said, everything that we we base, everything that we do is drawn by inspiration. Okay. But we wanted to kind of put obviously the proof of the pudding and uh, kind of showcase, you know, kind of obviously does it pay off? What consumers think and what is the data behind, you know, everything that to prove that point. And that works, you know, across B two B as well as B two C. Okay, okay. So so it's really helpful. Thank you, Virginia. It's really explained it really thoroughly. I mean, just going back right back to the beginning, it sounded like. And, and you, you, from my listening to you talk about this, and you know, feel free to disagree. It sounds a bit like you had this kind of almost a slogan or a um, a kind of strapline or a positioning around inspiration, and then you kind of backfilled it. You know, it, exactly. It, it, so, so you've kind of gone and and kind of I guess understood what that means and really built it out into something with depth and resonance and meaning, um, rather than it being something which is which is good and strong, and powerful, but doesn't have quite that level of resonance. So. Um, okay, and that's it. That's interesting in itself. So then, tell us a bit about. You've talked very compellingly about. Um, you know, you proved this. This kind of concept works in the consumer arena. Um, you know, and whilst I'm the first to say that B two B two B two C are different, 
you're still targeting people, right? So there's a there's a kind of common thread um, in that. But what does it actually mean to be an inspirational brand? What are the kind of characteristics or hallmarks? Because anybody can say it's a, it's a word that anybody can use, um, but but you've clearly got yeah. quite a, 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 a quite a tight definition for it. You can say, well, we believe this brand is inspirational, or this brand has a as a is more inspirational this brand is is not or less inspirational so what, what are the characteristics or how do you how do you kind of cat- categorize them or, or or levels of propensity or otherwise yeah i'm glad that you asked us that because obviously um in this inspiring uh, inspire score we not only kind of um categorize or or basically see what is the, the their score for a different for different brands in the B2B or B2C, you know, arena. How do they score in terms of inspiration? But really back then, you know, back in 2020, and now that we have done this study um, amongst B2B brands, we really cracked the code of inspiration in the market into context and really tried to understand exactly what you said, Joel. What does that mean, inspiration? What are the characteristics that a brand needs to actually exert or follow or showcase? or how the brand is to be perceived in order to be kind of get that brand inspiration. So there are three characteristics. So as I said, we we crack the code of inspiration in a marketing context, and there are three characteristics. The first of all, um, a brand needs to be perceived as uh, what we call elevating. A brand then needs to demonstrate that um, they make life better. For example, Love, Dove, you know, a brand in the B2C context, uh, excel at this. A brand could be motivating, which is basically that they do give a clear and compelling reason to ask, act. And as the brands such as Amazon, Samsung, or Apple lead the field and are really connect with people uh, to new things. And then you have a third characteristic, which is magnetic, which is basically brands that actually draw people towards a better future by broadening their horizons and stimulating their imagination. And the Googles and Apple really excel at this. So as I said, it's not only kind of, obviously the score matters in order to see, you know, how inspirational is your brand? Because what we did is as well, um, we look at the most inspirational brands and how does that compare with market share and how do they actually look at, you know, in the stock market and it's all correlated. But as well as like, okay, it's all very good that you are telling me as a brand how inspirational I am amongst my target audience could be, B2B consumers or could be B2B brand audiences or B2C, you know, uh, consumers per se. But what do I need to do next? And as I said, there is um, the the three characteristics could be, you know, elevating, motivating or magnetic. Then as well, this is all very good, but you might tell me, okay, what do I do with this? And what we have done is on top of that, not only kind of looking at how inspirational is the brand, how, in which areas you know do you excel, but actually what do we need to do next? So as well, we have done, you know, um, a bunch of posts actually across the network. We look at what are the next levels, you know, that you need for, depending on where you are in the path to growth, i.e. if you are a motivating brand, how your competitors are, you know, what are the characteristics of your competitors and what are the next steps? Do you need to actually dial up the magnetic uh, characteristics or do you need to dial up, dial up the elevating characteristics? So yeah, it's, as you can see, it's a little bit complex, but at least we have, as I said, a path to growth. We can actually tell our brands, you know, what are the type of things where they are falling in terms of characteristics, how they are perceived for different target audiences, but most importantly, importantly, what are the next steps that a brand needs to do? Could be B2B or could be B2C arena. Okay. So so it's I guess the um the kind of the why is because it's there's a sound commercial justification for this, right? You're saying that basically 
inspirate the, the kind of the correlation between the level of inspirationalness i'm sure that's not the right word um but, or the the level they inspire their customers and their kind of commercial success or and or brand value exactly yeah, 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 exactly. And most importantly, it's like, what are the next steps to actually achieve that? Because yeah. obviously, as a creative agency, yes, of course, we, we kind of put that there, you know, um, uh, advertising, but as well, it's all about creating experiences, you know, and uh, relationships and establishing dialogues, you know, con with consumers that they are highly resonating to them. So all of this is kind of coming, works in unison to actually uh, be more inspirational and actually achieve, you know, growth, but ultimately get to consumers' hearts as well. Well, because especially in the B2B arena, everyone thinks that all those decisions are rational. And actually, again, from the back of this study, we actually have said that it's only one third that they are rational, 66% are emotional. So it's kind of how do you get to that emotional gap that some of these consumer, well, uh, target audiences might not have? And how do you kind of not only get to the heart, but uh, not only get to the, the head, but as well get to the heart of, the, of your target audiences? I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I disagree with you in the, I, I do think the, the kind of realisation, the penny has dropped, certainly within the, within the B2B marketers that I speak to, I think they very much understand that it's as emotional, if not more than consumers, it's just more complex set of emotions. There's a wonderful stat from about 12 years ago that we researched that Google did, where they looked at the emotional correlation of a series of B2B brands and B2C brands, and they showed that they actually the B2B brands had a deeper emotional connection than most consumer ones, because it matters so much more. Um, so, but, but I'm not disagreeing with you here. I'm saying you're, you're providing a, a, another framework which to understand that, and that, and that's really, really valuable. Um, so, um, I, I guess what was apparent at the um, at the launch as well is it was that you've to kind of add that other layer that you've also then gone away and created a list of the top 100 B2B brands. Um, so or inspirational B2B brands. Um, so tell us about this. What, how was how did you create that and what you were, what are you trying to achieve from doing that? So most importantly, I uh, we obviously want to kind of showcase to our clients and no clients where they are, you know, in terms of uh, that scale. So, for example, we have the Apples of this world, the Microsoft, the Dell, the IBMs, that they are in the top five, right? But the most important thing is not like how do you compare with the rest of everyone, you know, but it's how do you compare uh, with your within your category? Mm -hmm. What are the areas that you need to improve? And ultimately as well, can you compare yourself with another category? Can you learn from others? So the whole idea was like, yes, of course, we need to kind of see where, how inspirational we are, how, what can we learn, you know, from the Inspire score, you know, and what are the levels that we need to actually dial up in order to become more inspirational? Because as I said, everything is related, you know, to growth and we have showcased that but ultimately as well is kind of the realization of can I learn from others or can I kind of what are the type of things that I need to dial up in my communications or amongst my different target audiences that's that's basically the reason behind of all the inspiring scores it's, it's not only a stat it's really kind of drilled down and obviously our teams are able like within especially with data science and insights to actually ascertain what are the next steps and what do we need to actually convey in our communications when we actually start thinking you know about our target audiences in order to become more inspirational Okay, and and tell us about when you created this list. You know, it's a and it's a it's, it's there's a lot of names that you'd expect to see there. Um, 
what what did you learn from the results? What was there anything in terms of the actual final list that surprised you, or or did it just confirm entirely what you expected? Were there any names that were in there that were unexpected, or any people that higher or lower than you might have expected? I don't know what you necessarily. You can name names if you want to, but but any insights about what you learned from doing that research to get that list would be very interesting. Yeah, of course. So the things that actually surprise us the most is um, reflecting that the, we are still in turbulent business environment, right? The established technology services, technology companies and logistic brands that provide dependable structure and clarity and stability continue to represent the B2B power brands dominated in the top B2B um, uh, Inspire score. Since we published the top 50 uh, B2B brands in 2021 as a wider uh, Inspire platform, position in the top 20 have actually remained quite stable, demonstrating how these brands really remain inspirational and inspiration engines with the ability to place themselves at the center of business uh, people's life and stay there. But many brands beyond the top 20 have dramatically changed the ranking and showing us that it's all play for, for, for when it comes to inspiration as brand can move really dramatically and shift the need for the needle for growth. So as I mentioned, the top 20 seems to be quite stable, but below the top 20, there is a lot of change that I think we need to kind of uh, make sure or at least to be aware that it's not so stable as, as we think. So those that they are actually quite established, they are, but there is obviously the opportunity to grab, you know, for those that we are up and coming or they have gone down, you know, in terms of inspirational power. But obviously, it's just kind of um, be always aware, you know, how you are perceived and how inspirational you are. And obviously, what are the opportunities for you to become better and more inspirational towards your target audiences? Okay. And it sounds like then you've got those those top 20. I've got somehow I've got that, um, whether they've they've given you only recently just coined this this um kind of methodology or this terminology they probably didn't do it consciously but somehow they've baked that into their dna as an organization and they just and it and it just gets reinforced and repeated and and they implicitly understand what's required to be successful um so that, that which is quite interesting itself isn't it um I can give you, if you want, Joel, for example, the top brands, like the brands that they, they are the most inspirational to the B2B market are the likes of Apple, Microsoft, IBM, Dell, and HP. Then we have, you know, logistics that actually have uh, logistics brands that actually have ranked very high in the top 10. So we have, for example, UPS, Dell, no, uh, sorry, DHL, uh, FedEx, um, alongside Intel and, and Lenovo. But one thing that actually actually surprised us as well is the rise of consulting and accounting businesses. And we think this is in part because of the economic environment where businesses obviously are increasingly looking outside themselves for inspiration, but also reflective of the sector broadening offering and growing mission to inspire. So we have, think, um, you know, Accenture leading the train. They are in 29th uh, rank, followed by EY, 32. Deloitte is in 36 uh, position. Uh, Boston Consulting Group is 38, McKinsey 41, KPMG 50, and all of these brands have significantly improved their inspiration status since 2021, with uh, Waterhouse uh, Cooper going down from 39 to 66, which uh, who seems to be the only the only faller brand in the in the category. That's so, interesting. Which is quite, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think that that what's going on in that sector is um, is is really fascinating, and I think as a, as marketing engines, I mean, it, it, there was when we started when I 
we, we launched B2B marketing, the professional services firms were kind of the poor relations of a poor of a of a poor relations sector. But now they seem to be really become powerhouses and become very, very brand aware. Um, you know, um, yeah. and, but also um, very savvy in, as marketing entities themselves. So I guess it's reflective of, of that of that transformation. And, and it's great that when you see a sector where it's not just dominated by the tech companies, you have other other traditionally quite more conservative um, companies coming through to start challenging them. So it, it's good to see that reflected there. Um, so mm-hmm. if you're um, if you're reading this, if you're um, a, a CMO reading this and you're not in that top 100 or, or which, let's face it, most people won't be. Um, uh, and or maybe you're a, a medium sized company. Is it possible to measure your own level of inspiration on this or is it a kind of a closed book that you'd have to that it's something that Wonderman Thompson would have to do for you? Do you do you allow give people the toolkit to do it for themselves? Yeah, definitely. So basically, uh, well, they will have to come to us to obviously see, you know, um, if their brand is in the because we are only showing the top uh, top one hundred, I think. And just remember, the whole study is across, if I remember well, you know, uh, six hundred brands. I think I said, yeah, six hundred brands amongst managers, and that's only the twenty twenty two study across thirty two markets. So when you go, you know, to our um, one man Thompson, you know, page, and you look at the insights and you look for Inspire B two B, you can obviously have a look at the report if your brand is not there definitely contact us you know myself or anyone in the new business team or through linkedin anyone in data team and actually yeah we can put um, uh, we can replicate the methodology because obviously we know first of all we need to kind of have a conversation obviously with the with the client to actually try to ascertain what are the kpis that they want to themselves you know kind of shift but obviously what we will do is that actually we will put those pillars we will put those characteristics that actually makes a brand to be inspirational as i said the motivating the elevating the magnetic those three key pillars are defined by different you know perceptions and imaging uh, image you know statements and that will go into a survey and we can feel that, you know, uh, normally what we suggest is actually uh, do it against your competitors. Like this, we can actually see how you compare it against. And obviously, there are some mathematical um, uh, mathematical calculations to actually come up with a score. But yeah, that is not a closed book. We have the know-how, the possibilities of actually, as I said, to replicate what we have done. And the report only will showcase, you know, 20 uh, sorry, the top 100. What is interesting, and then we have done it for other clients, is actually saying, okay, I might not have the budget now to launch a survey. I want to have a quick analysis of where I could be. Or most importantly, what can I learn from, you know, a, a company that actually, you know, always has been, I have been a fan of, or for example, a very similar, you know, category um, that, uh, you know, if I compare it against my business. But as I said, there are ways around around it and the most important thing is have a look at our website look at if your brand is there but contact us i we are a bunch of friendly people you know to actually uh yeah we are open to any conversation and if there is if, if it's not there there are ways of actually doing it and depends right. in obviously on the budget and obviously the time um but most importantly as well your target audience right because yeah. this is depending on how niche is your target audience but we, there is always a way okay so i mean it's it, there's lots of noise around brand and this is another example and in b2b and this is another example of um another way of looking at the subject um but you know i've as um it's, it's my role to be a bit cynical sometimes as well and and say you know we're in excuse me we're in um in most organizations a very complex 
um, lots of different stakeholders, lots of different priorities, priorities, and there are um, lots of operational challenges going on right now. You know, with uh, with kind of economic issues and headwinds and stuff like that. M- you know, marketers, CMOs have um, brand is one of the many things that they're that they're dealing with. You know, there's issues in sales alignment. You know, go to market strategy, you know, Martech stack, etc. All of those kind of things. Why should people be putting brand at the top of their things to think about? Why you know, is, isn't it isn't it isn't it something this year we could probably we can we can push that back to some at a point of time where um the environment isn't quite so challenging you know why should marketers sit up and pay attention to brand right now given everything else that's going on around us well the first thing you know when obviously when there is recession is when you think about okay let's go all you know quiet and don't launch any advertising right so that's that's as you have said is uh, if there are other things such as you know sales alignment or mark, mark tech stack should i prioritize those i just think it's um always good i me personally always look good and see where you are at as a brand um obviously if you decide to actually don't do anything any mark comes you know because of of x y z you know um uh, reasons fair enough but you still need to have a finger in the pulse of actually where your brand is at. And in this instance, you know, we are actually looking at the power of um, basically how inspirational your brand is, which is a proven indicator of the brand growth. Not looking at that at this point of time, you're going to limit your brand growth. I would say it's actually the opposite. Everything goes in unison. You need to actually understand how inspirational your your brand is. Most importantly, what are the, you know, perceptions um, that actually is not allowing you to be inspirational and what are the type of things that you need to do in order to dial up those uh, those where you are failing as a as a brand, right? Um, and then it's up to the, to decide, you know, to the board. Okay, how long are we going to take to do this? So um, my question, you know, I my answer uh, in short is everything is important. It's just kind of look at don't 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 work in silo. Look at where your brand is. What are the current challenges? And to be honest, if anything is going to get worse if you don't do anything, but at least, you know, you kind of have a, a point of view, an informed point of view of actually, okay, what is my path to growth? Should I stop? Should I actually kind of get, you know, a balance? Um, where are where I am in this path to growth? And most importantly, where my competitors are. And yeah. that's super important. And how my target audiences, you know, are thinking about me. So, yes, it's just kind of changing the focus of being onwards to actually look upwards and just kind of think about, you know, in past receptions, we we have shown that the most, the strongest, the most inspiring brands are the most resilient. And improving, you know, their competitive position coming out of recession is super important. So, yeah, I mean, you we can stay quiet. We can, as I said, we we kind of stay okay we stay as we are but let's not think about short term you need to think about long term and obviously there is, might be a lot of changes you know in the organizations we all know brand managers you know quit their jobs or you know they are left uh, you know after two years but it's all about how the brand is perceived in the long term and what are the pillars and the things that you're going to do in order to make your brand you know growing stronger and stronger so as i said brands that inspire the consumers uh, or you know the, your target audience are more apt to boost you know the market share charge higher prices convert and retain consumers at the point of purchase you can become you know obviously uh, closer to to your target audience so it's a question of where i'm going to get where i'm going to take action but most importantly is how I am perceived, where where I'm falling, and therefore what I'm going to do, and when I'm going to do something about it. I think that's okay. not the question. 
I, th- I think it's. I think that's very, very comprehensive answer, Jim. I think the, I think the interesting for me in this is that I mean, I think you, you, I can't disagree with your point about you. You can't be only thinking short term. You've got to think long term as well. Um, I think the interesting thing for me about this is a there's a lot. There's a lots of noise about this. Is that this is an example of something which provides a different lens with which you can try and explore the. The, the the rationale for investing around why invest why not invest as you say it's that point of comparison with people because i think most marketers would love to spend more on brand and i think that and you know often it's seen that the cmo is the enemy um or so the cfo rather is the enemy they don't want to spend it if you can actually start to provide you can kind of break down the branding challenge or the and and diagnose where you are against competitors and what you need to do to get better and the value of that that all adds to the marketer's weapon so this is another great toolkit another great way of um of trying to understand that and for marketers wrestle that challenge so so you know great to have this um within the canon of things that marketers can can use or deploy if they need to um so i guess the last thing to ask is um you, where can people find out a bit more about um this in the inspiration the, the notion of being an inspirational brand and indeed the top 100 where, where can people go to, to, to find information about that so yes, yeah, so just basically pop to our Wonderman Thompson, uh, so the um and then a slash insights, and you have there all the information on the insights. You will have, you know, obviously what was talked about, about Transform at the Transform event. You have, you know, our Inspire B2B 2023, you know, um, yeah, report. Uh, you have a lot of articles. We don't do Inspire only. We are actually a trans company as well. Um, obviously, case studies on uh, all our creative work as well as how it has been fueled by data and obviously how AI nowadays is actually fueling that. So yeah, just pop to our um, to our wondermanthompson.com um, LinkedIn, um, sorry, uh, website. Otherwise, talk to our heads of um, B2B. So obviously James Arvine, um, you know, is our, the MA lead for B2B, super, super nice chap. Uh, yeah, so we owe anyone and our new business, you know, um, yeah, New business community happy to hear from anyone um but as i said in terms of the i would like to come back sorry because one thing one last thought about the brand you don't need to go big you obviously need to know what is the the core the correct um uh, messaging that you might want to say to your in, in a very targeted communication so it's really kind of understanding you know where you are at how your brand is perceived how you can make it better and ultimately yeah it's just because when we think about brand companies, marketeers might think, okay, big, but actually, obviously, the power of targeting, you know, can be, you can go very specific with a very specific message with a very targeted, um, you know, creative or, or message or, yeah, and, and you can become, you know, actually, it can, it can work better, especially now in recession times. Okay. Virginia, very good thoughts, um, and I appreciate your extra qualification there. So, so thank you very much for appearing on the Bitty Marketing Podcast. I really enjoyed talking to you and learning about this um, uh, this this new way of understanding brands. Um, so that's it from us today. Please go and check out more from the Wonderman Thompson website. Uh, there's lots more information there, and I hope you can join us again for another B2B Marketing Podcast very very soon. Have a great day wherever you are. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joel. Nice to talk to you all. Thank you. 